Hello everyone and welcome to the Nisa Today FC podcast. I'm Josh Taylor and today we are going to recap all the action from last weekend's games since our last episode at least and we also had some a couple games that happened uh, midweek so we'll go over those games as well. Of course Nisa Today <clears throat> Nisa Today Nisa yesterday excuse me they did announce their seedings for the fall tournament for the playoffs that will be in Detroit. So we'll discuss that as well and league news and more. So don't go away, guys. Stay tuned. I got a very exciting show coming right up. And of course, I'll have an interview that we'll kind of talk about a bit for next week's episode. So stay tuned, guys. Don't go away. Hello, everybody, and welcome to NISA Today FC Podcast. This is the second episode for the season, and uh, very excited. And, of course, I hope you guys are doing well and have an exciting week as we enter the weekend, and hope your weekend is off to a good start. And as for myself, I'm doing okay, hanging in there. Uh, I was busy with, with school and work last night, but... Hanging in there and, and doing what I can. It's gonna be busy for me today. Yeah, gotta do some soccer coverage later for Orlando City for a, a blog website I write for because I live here in Orlando and love talking about soccer. So that's pretty exciting as well. But this is not about Orlando City. This is about NISA, the National Independent Soccer Association. So let's get back on track. But I'm very excited to be here, and I hope you guys are as well. Now, let's go ahead and get into the recap for the weekend, this past weekend's games since our last episode. And New Amsterdam FC took on Michigan Stars FC. And I did predict that Michigan Stars was going to win. I didn't know by how much, but they ended up winning this game 3 nothing. And I am not surprised. Uh, New Amsterdam FC is a new club. They really struggled early on the season. I mean, it looked like it was going to be optimistic early when they had Eric Ronaldo as their coach, but he left basically after one scrimmage game and they had had an interim coach take over. And for New Amsterdam, it's been a struggle for them. They have only scored one goal and that was against the New York Cosmos. (laughs) And they've given up uh, 12 goals. So uh, minus 11 goal differential. Ouch. But they still qualify for the tournament despite finishing last in the Eastern Conference. So maybe they could turn it around. But for the Michigan Stars FC, they were leading the Eastern Conference, did very well. And, you know, they didn't lose any games. They're the only team in the Eastern Conference that didn't lose any games. Two wins and two draws. So good for them. Let's talk about the big game that happened this weekend. Chattanooga FC taking on the New York Cosmos. And... I had predicted that this game was going to be a draw, but man, this game was anything but that. Uh, lots of drama. The Cosmos, of course, had scored first, and then late in like the 78th minute, uh, there was a penalty kick that was awarded to Chattanooga FC, and uh, Norman Lam uh, took that uh, PK and scored. And then a few minutes later, Clayton Adams shoots an absolute 
rocket uh, for Chattanooga FC just basically from like, I want to say, what, 30, 40 yards? It was something crazy like that. Uh, basically, like, it looked like a field goal going into the soccer goal and scores uh, that amazing goal to give Chattanooga FC the victory 2-1 over the New York Cosmos. And very, very impressive result for Chattanooga FC. It's still kept to make intention to clinch a spot. Not well, they're going to be in the playoffs anyways, but try to get that top spot in the Eastern Conference. So big win for them. And then Cal United Strikers and Oakland Roots was the game this past Sunday. I did predict that this game was going to go to the Cal United Strikers. Uh, the Cal United Strikers, I felt, was... You know, from at least this past year, from last year, was the dominant team. And they had many of their players, like Christian Tierjong and uh, others returning to the squad. But uh, the Cal United Strikers kind of looked a, a, a bit shaky there against the Oakland Roots. They, they kind of had that game. And then the Oakland Roots were able to get a late goal from uh, Jack McInerney to tie the game uh, 1-1. So... Cal United Strikers, you know, a, a game that they had, but came up uh, a bit short in uh, sealing a deal at home. So that's all the action that happened from these past weekend's games since our last episode. Uh, let's talk about the games that happened this week. Uh, so we had a couple games on Wednesday. These games were the ones that were originally supposed to be played a few weeks ago, but the these teams uh took the weekend off to talk about racial uh injustice issues that was going on with uh the Black Lives Matter movement and what's been you've been seeing the news that's been going on in our country as of late. Uh so these are the makeup games for those since the league took that weekend off to do that. Uh and Chattanooga F C was taking on New Amsterdam F C and well, even though it was a different team this time, it was kind of the same result for New Hampshire FC. They ended up losing this game 3 nothing. So for New Amsterdam FC, they were not able to uh, get any goals against Chattanooga FC. Very impressive performance for Chattanooga FC. They really took hard against uh, New Amsterdam FC and was able to uh, get a big win in that game. And that was important because with that win, New Amsterdam FC was able to finish ahead of the Michigan Stars and clinch the top spot for the Eastern Conference. So they are the champions for the Eastern Conference. So congrats to Chattanooga FC, or as they always say, onward CFC down there in uh, Chattanooga. So very excited for those guys. Um, yes, I probably should mention this earlier show, but I am... Uh, uh, one of the shareholders for the club and there's going to be other clubs doing that more apparently so I'll share about that in a minute but very excited for Chattanooga FC and looking forward to seeing what they're going to do in the tournament uh, but anyway let's get back on track the Chattanooga FC got 9 points uh, in the Western Conference uh, we had LA Force taking on Cal United Strikers FC and I will Watched this game. Uh, it was a very back and forth game. 
Cali United Strikers I see that again they had chances. Christian Churchill had a chance early in game, uh, missed a good chance there, and you know uh, they LA Force you know they played very well defensively, tried to keep uh, teams even between the two clubs, and Cali United just kind of seemed like they ba- backed off a bit in that game against LA Force, and had to pick up momentum late, but was not able to get anything in the back of the net, and then game finished 0-0. So both those teams had to split the points, and for the Western Conference, what that meant was the Oakland Roots uh, clinched the Western Conference at the top spot with four points. Uh, Cal United Strikers State finished second with two points, and then LA Force was at the bottom with one point. Remember, in the Western Conference, they only played two games, where in the Eastern Conference, they played four games. And, of course, because of the situation with COVID-19, NISA decided to play it safe and have a shorter fall season than usual uh, and hopes by spring when everything goes well with the vaccine, if they get that all situated, that things will slowly get back to normal and they'll be able to play more games. But we'll have to wait until March of 2021 to see how that situation is going to play out all right guys well that was my recap for the uh all the action for all the games that happened this week uh don't go away stay tuned i'm gonna go ahead and share all the league news that happened this week all right guys let's talk some nisa league news and let's start in new jersey where the new jersey teamsters fc this is a club that plans to join the nisa league in the spring season of next year so spring of 2021 they announced recently that they are going to do a fan ownership investment uh for their club via wefunder.com so as i mentioned earlier uh it's gonna be very i um uh shareholder for Chattanooga FC and I've noticed a lot of these clubs are starting to look into that model with WeFunder. Of course Chattanooga FC is not the only one that has done this. Uh, Detroit City FC announced earlier this season that they are doing that as well giving fan ownership and now New Jersey Teamsters who's going to be coming into the league next year will be doing the same thing for their club and New Jersey Teamsters FC, they they uh, got a young developing squad there that looks like they're building up very nicely and getting set for their first season. So things are looking great for that club. And it's going to be interesting to see how this fan ownership model goes for a lot of these clubs. Uh, I know NISA and some amateur clubs, like in the MPSL and UPSL, have looked into that model. So... I think this is a trend that's not going away. I think this is a trend that we'll continue to see going forward. But for me, for as a Chattanooga FC shareholder, you know, it's very exciting to participate in the club uh, and you get to get all the nice little perks here and there. And it's a really good, in my opinion, really good investment. So if you have an opportunity to invest in a soccer club in your area, if there's one in your area, I would highly recommend it, especially if you're passionate into soccer. All right. 
So the next piece of league news is on Tuesday, I kind of alluded to this last week when uh, Sock Takes and Napoleon Chopra were saying that the Oakland Roots were looking at leaving Nisa and going to the USL Championship. And that move has now been confirmed. So on Tuesday, the Oakland Roots announced that they are leaving Nisa and going to the USL Championship being next year for spring 2021. So I am not surprised about this move. Like I mentioned in last week's episode, the Oakland Roots have basically been looking at the USL Championship since last year when they first joined the league. And look, I know some people may not be happy about the move. It doesn't obviously look good on Nisa that they're losing a club that's you know community-based, about the community, grow your roots. I mean, I love everything from a marketing perspective that the Oakland Roots have done. And I got, I think I got one of their uh, scarves back here in my room somewhere. But I, I really like what the club has did for their team. And it's going to be a bummer that they're going to leave. But look, I kind of see it from both sides. I mean, from Nisa, I understand why they don't want to lose them. But I think Nisa understands that, you know, it's a young league. This is the second season that they've started play. And they're still trying to get things organized for that league and getting things planned for the future. Of course, they kind of alluded to that news later in the week, so I'll share a little bit about that in a bit. But as for Oakland Roots, look, Oakland Roots, I think they've been had aspirations that they want to be at play at the highest level. They've made that clear, and USL is Division Two right now, so the USL Championship. So that's a level that I think that they'll try to excel in. I'm not sure how they're going to do, though, because, I mean, yes, they'll have geographically close rivals like Sacramento Republic, uh, San Diego Loyal, and the LA Galaxy 2, and Phoenix Rising. They'll have some teams nearby, Portland Timbers 2, of course, and Reno, 1868. So it'll be very interesting to see how it develops. I mean, of course, it's a natural replacement for Sacramento Republic because they're going to be getting MLS in a couple years. And uh, Oakland... For them, you know, they got to do what's best for them. So I totally understand from their perspective where they're coming from. It's cool that they're going to still play at Laney College Stadium. So that's cool. The USL is going to let them still play there. So that's pretty cool. And for the Oakland Roots, people were talking about the the league and NISA and their reaction. So NISA, there's a little bit of confusion because they released a tweet saying that uh, uh, we were informed that they were going to uh, uh, leave our league. And we wish them luck. They're going to still be in the tournament and play and finish their commitment in the fall season before they move. And don't worry, fans. We have more exciting news and expansion announcements and affiliations uh, to come. So John Pritch, the commissioner of uh, the NISA League, did allude to those changes. And he did an interview with ProtagonistSoccer.com. And I'm not going to go over the whole interview, but just uh, I picked up some highlight points that I thought was very interesting. So with the tournament, of course, which I'll allude to in a minute, it's going to be a different format. It's going to be a group stage format for the round robin, and then they'll have the top two teams go to the semifinal round, and then, of course, they have the final. So a lot of people are speculating, is this a format they're going to keep going forward? And John Pruch had said in the interview that, what he wants to do is he wants to, this is just temporary because of the situation going on with COVID, but they intend in future seasons to at least <clears throat> have a single table format 
and then the top teams will go to the playoffs. So that's the format they're looking at as of right now. But he said, hey, in that in the interview that they may be open to change that if the owners want to do that. So we'll see. Uh, the tournament starts on Monday. Uh, and for News Today FC, we'll have you covered all the way to let you know what's going on towards the final. So that's going to be very exciting as well. And we will uh, see how that plays out. But I'm very excited to see how it works. And look, if it's great, hey, I might actually like it and say, hey, maybe I should go with this format instead of that. But I'll let that guy, you guys share your comments on that on my social media page and see what you think how the format will play out. So I found that was very interesting. He also talked about uh, the relationship between the MPSL and the UPSL. Now, John Perch has recently announced uh, league affiliations with the Eastern Premier Soccer League, the Midwest Premier League, and you got the Gulf Coast Premier League. So those are leagues, the amateur leagues that have official partnership with NISA, and he said there'll be more to come. Uh, people have been asking, like, has he talked to MPSL? Has he talked to UPSL? And according to that interview, he did reach out to them, but they don't seem willing to make a budge or some type of a affiliation agreement. So... Which probably led to Nisa's next announcement, which I will get to here in a minute. Uh, and then the other thing he talked about was, of course, expansion. Expansion's been a hot topic in the league, and he kind of he kind of alluded that interview an idea. He's saying looking out west uh, for some clubs to join our Western Conference teams, so it won't be just like the California teams, and we're also looking more central. Uh, and that's great. Now, he did also mention interview in the next 30 to 60 days. We should hear some more announcements on affiliations and more expansion clubs. So despite openly leaving, the future looks pretty bright for Nisa. Uh, the only thing I would say is, you know, they're obviously got a TV deal with being sports for the fall championship. I don't know if that's going to continue on until next year. We'll see. It might. Um, but I think the goal is, you know, Nisa has to build their format of what the league they want to do and you know try to get, shoot for a long-term tv deal uh i know it won't be like maybe espn plus but i've always said you know maybe nbc I, I doubt it but who knows you know nbc you know they only have like the premier league and uh a few other soccer leagues but you know they don't have an american league other than they sometimes broadcast uh some of the national team games so maybe they can look into american soccer because right now fox and Fox and uh, ESPN have MLS and USL as of right now. All right, so let me get to the big announcement that NISA announced. And that is on Thursday, they announced a developmental league called NISA Nation. And this is a could be a potential game changer in lower division soccer. Uh, of course, as I look at the landscape, you know, you got Major League Soccer. You know, they're going to have three teams by 2023, and it looks like they're going to be set on that number for now. At least they say. <laughs> Don Garber's like, oh, we're done expanding, done expanding. And then, like, a year or two later, oh, we're going to expand, let's go. You know? So, I don't know what he's going to do. But as of now, they're planning to stick with three teams. In the USL Championship, well, according to the Athletic article uh, by Jeff Reuter, I, I read it uh, last night, they're, they're still saying that between USL Championship and USL League One, there's like 40 markets that they're, they're looking at. 
which is crazy. I'm like, USL, you have like 35 teams in the championship division. Like, how big, like, I think for them, the most they can probably get is like maybe 40 teams. And then you probably split like two different conferences, like as a league kind of thing. And then they only, they basically only play each other in those leagues. I mean, that's how I see they probably might do it. And then USL League One, they said that there's going to be, you know, probably uh, at least they're looking at at least 15 markets. And they said maybe three to five teams would join. Uh, I know that's not going to bother Nisa much because Nisa, there's no territorial rights. So they pretty much can put their teams anywhere. So that's really cool. But anyway, let's get back on topic with Nisa Nation. So this is a very a game changer because you right now have MLS that's going to keep their format. USL has talked about doing promotion relegation uh, between USL Championship Division and USL League One. But I don't think that I don't see that happening in probably the next five years. Uh, it could happen, but I, I I don't see it happening anytime soon. And with Nisa, they've always said from the get go that at some point we want to install promotion relegation. So with the Nisa Nation Developmental League, what that is going to be is that's going to be an incubator. So for any club that's amateur that has aspirations to go to a pro level they would basically join that league uh, and get a test to see if they want to go pro. And I'm assuming if they do well and they meet all the D3 requirements, they can request to move up to a higher level. So it'll be a year-round amateur league. So this is big news because at the end of the day, you have so many different options in the amateur level. Right now, UPSL, MPSL. But those two leagues, they don't have a full-year amateur league as of right now. Uh, I know the MPSL did try that with the Founders Cup, but it did not happen. It fell through because they couldn't get sanctioning through uh, the USASA, and uh, it just didn't work out. And UPSL has talked about it, but haven't heard anything lately, so I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. So NISA is taking a... A, a big giant step here with this move but i like it i i, I think nisa is being very bold they made it clear of what they want to do for the amateur clubs uh according to nisa network which was nisa nation but now it's nisa network uh they have said that they've had a survey posted on their site and they had many clubs that have expressed interest so this is good news i mean within like 48 hours they've already gotten a lot of interest so this is very exciting for the Nisa League, and I'm excited to see how this all develops. Uh, it's supposed to take off next year, which I find very surprising. I'm like, wow, that's really quick. They, but if they're getting a lot of teams that are very interested, uh, it looks like they'll probably have it pulled off by next year. So we'll see how it all develops. But I'm just thinking of a few clubs that could, you know, give a shot. Maybe, maybe Grand Rapids. Uh, Ann Arbor FC, maybe. I mean, I know they're in USL League 2, but who knows? Maybe they might at least consider it. Uh, of course, New Orleans Jesters. Uh, I'm thinking of Syracuse FC, uh, the Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh Hotspur. Uh, Hotspur, excuse me. Rochester Lancers. I mean, there's so many clubs uh, that I can think of. Maybe the Jacksonville Armada on the 23 team. Uh, that wasn't an NASL team, but now it's an under-23 team. Uh, I know they're waiting to see how the league landscape 
developed before they get their stadium built in a few years. But that's one club that was professional and maybe might make the jump a little early just to give it a go. And then when their stadium's ready, then they can move it professionally. I mean, to me, that makes the most sense. And uh, maybe Cal FC and, and Napa Valley 1839 FC, that might be an option for them as well to give it a go. So we will see what happens on that front. But I'm very excited about that development. All right. So the next league news, uh, which I forgot to mention this earlier, but the league basically confirmed that the Maryland Bobcats and the uh, Chicago Nisa team are teams that are looking at uh, joining the league. Uh, they did confirm that officially. So uh, Chicago Nisa, of course, as I mentioned last week, won't happen until next year. They, they said they're going to go in next fall. Maryland Bobcats, well, I thought at the very least next fall, but now there's I've been hearing rumors that they may consider going in the spring. I, I doubt it, uh, but who knows? I mean, with everything going on with lower division soccer right now, who knows how it's going to play out. But the Maryland Bobcats did announce that uh, they will have a fall friendly. Uh, they will take on Chattanooga FC on October 24th. They will travel to Finley Stadium. Or as they say over there, Fort Finley. <laughs> so that's going to be very exciting. They're going to get their first test on all against a pro club um, before as they get ready to prepare for whether it's next spring or next fall, NISA season. So we'll see how that all plays out. All right, so let me go ahead and share uh, the NISA fall tournament group seedings and they also released their schedule so for group a and the uh nisa fall tournament it's going to be the oakland roots sc michigan stars fc detroit city fc and new amsterdam fc and in group b it's gonna be chattanooga fc cal united strikers fc the new york cosmos and la force so those are the groups that have been officially confirmed to start the tournament on Monday. And I'm very excited about the tournament starting on Monday. I'll share with you the first couple games in case you haven't seen on the league schedule on the website yet. Uh, so Monday, the opening game will be Michigan Stars against the Detroit City FC. That's going to be at 5 p.m. Of course, it's going to be in Detroit and at Key Wharf Stadium. The Detroit City FC will be hosting it. So it'll be very fun for those guys, even though there'll be no fans. But I know they'll be cheering their team on in spirit. Uh, Oakland Roots and New Amsterdam FC will be the later game at 8 p.m. That will be the late game on Monday. And then on Tuesday, the 22nd, Cal United Strikers, they will open up their tournament against the New York Cosmos at 5 p.m. That will be followed by the 8 p.m. game, Chattanooga FC taking on LA Force. So those are some of the opening games for the uh, tournament, I will later make my prediction on who I think is going to win the whole thing. But that's going to be very excited. Uh, the group play will go until September 28th. And then the top two teams advance to the semifinal round. That begins on Wednesday, September 30th. And then the final, the championship game, will be on Friday, October 2nd. And that game will be at 6 p.m., Eastern Time on BN Sports. BN Sports can be broadcasting it. So if you have BN Sports, make sure you watch it. Uh, I believe it's also available on other 
streaming platforms. I have Fubo TV. That's what I have. So I know I have it. Um, but I believe Sling TV, YouTube, and some others have it as well. All right. So the other big news that happened, uh, this was uh, late yesterday, but PDX FC, this is a club that's based in Portland, Oregon, and they currently play in the NPSL, the National Premier Soccer League. They are going to uh, also do a fan ownership investment for their club. Uh, they announced that last night, and that will start on October 2nd. That's when they'll be selling equity in the club. I know I've seen some people on Twitter that they're interested because they've done, I've, as I mentioned, I've done investment with Chattanooga FC. Uh, I know some people that have an investment in Chattanooga FC, Detroit City FC, and have said, hey, I'm, I'm going to probably invest in this club. Not me, but <laughs> I know some people that uh, will do that. Money's a little tight right now with everything going on, so I uh, got to save my money. But uh, that's very exciting development for PDX FC. Congrats with them on that. But the other big story with that club is they announced their intentions to join NISA in 2022. Now, this is coming from the club, not not the league. The league has not made any official announcement. Uh, but PDX FC has made it clear that they would like to join NISA at some point in the future. And it looks like it will be in 2022. So that's very exciting for them. And I wish them the best of luck. I'll definitely follow along and see how this club does. And as they prepare to join NISA at some point. Now let's get on to my prediction uh, for the 2020 NISA Fall Tournament. And for Group A, I mentioned the groups earlier, but for Group A, I have Oakland Sports Club winning the group. And I have Detroit City FC coming in second. Of course, they're hosting it. And I got to give them, you know, a chance that they're at least go into the next round. But Detroit City FC is a really good team. They... Uh, have played very well uh, defensively. Uh, I know they don't score a lot of goals, but they haven't given up a lot either. So I'm pretty sure Detroit City FC uh, is going to play uh, defensive football in this tournament to try to win. Uh, in Group B, I picked Chattanooga FC uh, to win the group. Uh, and they're going to be followed by Cal United Strikers. Uh, I know it's kind of crazy. It's Cal United Strikers. They, you know, have only scored one goal in like two games, you know. So I'm kind of going out on a limb. But uh, I think they're going to be a team that, look, the Cosmos, they've been shaky. I mean, they could win it, uh, but they've also struggled because, you know, they they didn't get it done against uh, Chattanooga FC, Detroit City FC. They were only able to get a, a, a draw, so... The Cosmos, I mean, I mean, the big win they had was against New Amsterdam. And uh, New Amsterdam's going to be the other group. So uh, I don't think New Amsterdam's going to win games in that group. But who knows? This tournament, you know, anything can happen. But I'm going to go with Cal United Strikers FC. This is a team that won the fall championship last year. I felt they would have won the spring title if they were able to finish the season this past season. And... I still think the Cal United Strikers are going to turn around. So they will finish second in that group. So that means in my semifinal, we got Detroit City FC taking on Chattanooga FC. And then we have Cal United Strikers taking on the Oakland Roots. And I got Detroit City FC 
being Chattanooga FC. I know as a shareholder, that's hard for me to say, but I, I just think Detroit City FC, they're hosting it. I got to give them that advantage. And, you know, I know they play very well defensively, uh, even though they've only scored three goals in four games. But I think Detroit is going to be able to do it. And then Cal United Strikers taking on Oakland Roots. Cal United Strikers will win this game over the Oakland Roots, ending their season. And in the final, which will be on October 2nd, I got Cal United Strikers taking on Detroit City FC. And I have predicted and say Detroit City FC, why not? Go out on a limb here, Josh. That's what predictions are for. <laughs> Detroit City FC, I predict them that they're going to win the uh, 2020 NISA Fall Tournament. And look, Detroit City FC, I mean, like I said, I know they have been the best team. I mean, Chattanooga obviously has been the top team. Michigan Stars, their rivals, have been the second best team in the league. But I think, you know, in tournaments, as we've seen, you know, anything can happen. And it's not always the favorites that always end up on top. So I think Detroit City FC is the team that's going to win this tournament. And we will see how it all plays out over the next couple of weeks. But don't worry. Nisa Today FC will have you covered every step of the way from the beginning of the tournament all the way to the end on October 2nd. And we'll still do some episodes during the off-season as well. All right, everyone. Well, I appreciate everyone sticking around through the show. I know this episode was a little longer than planned, but we had a lot of league news and games to cover. And, of course, made my predictions for the 2020 NISA Fall Tournament prediction. Now, before I forget... I mentioned this early in the show. I do have an interview for uh, my next episode planned for next week. I will let you guys know on Monday on my social media handles on who that's going to be. So please follow my social media handles for the show. For Twitter, it's at Nisa underscore today FC. For Facebook, it's at Nisa today FC. And on Instagram, it's at Nisa underscore today FC. So I'll make an announcement on Monday on who will be my first guest, very first guest on my show, Nisa Today FC. And as for me, uh, if you guys want, you can also follow me on my social media handles. Uh, For Twitter, it's at JTSaka88. That's at JTSOCKA88. For Facebook, just Joshua Taylor, and on Instagram, um, at GT Soccer Sports. That's at GTS OCKA Sports. And with that, that will conclude this edition of Nisa Today. I want to thank you guys again for sticking around the show. Uh, you guys enjoy your weekend. Please stay safe out there. And rest up, guys. We got only a couple more days before the 2020 NISA Fall Tournament begins. So I can't wait. You guys take care. Bye for now.